And welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and happy to be back on in show number 98. We are just getting started school here, and uh, lots happening. John, I got some background noise there. Something's going on in, at the house there. Um, yeah, sorry about that. That's all good. That's our guest. We're going to welcome on here in a moment. Uh, that is John Rickert. Uh, he is a high school principal in, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Niskayuna. And uh, he's also a professional sports agent. Looking forward to meeting him in just a few minutes here. Um, but yeah, we're on the eve of school. Um, it is September 3rd, and we're excited. We have some um, uh, live viewers watching here. And as always, if you are watching live, we'd love to uh, have a comment or a question uh, for our guest today here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. I do want to thank uh, today's sponsor, um, the Coaching and Leadership Journal. This is from my friend Dan Spanauer down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. This is the September edition right here. I just got it last week. And sure enough, on the cover, he's got stuff about Labor Day, some quotes. Um, but if this is the first time you're watching the program, and or listening uh, live on iTunes. Um, it's great. It's got seven pages of all kinds of great leadership and coaching stuff. It's got stories. Uh, it's got success tips. It's fantastic. It's called the Coaching and Leadership Journal. Dan will give a discount to uh, ELB listeners. Uh, type in the code MARADA20, and you'll get 20% off uh, for that. And I'll just share the one on the back here. And it says here oh, on this side, ways to recharge. Uh, Dan got some information here from success.com. And uh, he just has some stuff about recharging. I'm going to ask John again. He's been a principal longer than I have, um, certainly in the teens years uh, of being a high school principal. And, and it's important for us to recharge. Dan shares here, uh, set up specific time slots when you don't work. Put yourself on a schedule, listen to a podcast, do yoga, get enough sleep, start off with meditation, start the day with a positive affirmation. These are all things uh, listed in the Coaching and Leadership Journal, September edition. I highly recommend it and certainly thank Dan and them uh, for sponsoring the show. Uh, the name of that website is theleadershippublishingteam.com. So again, welcome to the program. It's show number 98, Pump to Be On. Pumped to start uh, school again. Uh, the teachers were in today in New York, and the and the kids are coming tomorrow. Uh, but just really excited to kind of get back to the work. So again, I mentioned we have John Rickert, uh, Rickert coming on the program. He's a high school principal and he's a sports agent. And the opening theme for the t uh, today's show is what are your outside passions, right? Us as school leaders, that job can envelop you. That job can take over your life. You know, it's important to have some outside passions that not only sharpen your saw, but they bring some different things to the table for you, right? I used to uh, be a, a college basketball referee, and that helped balance some of the stuff I do. And now I'm doing a lot of outside work uh, in, in addition to my job as principal. 
writing the book, The Principles, certainly this podcast, the blogs, and it's invigorating. I have a tremendous passion for it, and I think it's important as a school leader, as an educator, to have something else, right? We have our families. We certainly have our number one responsibility uh, in our job and, uh, you know, serving the community. But what is that passion? And, and I recommend that you continue to develop it, whether it's writing, whether it's being an artist, whether it's being fitness. Uh, some people do taxes outside of work. Whatever it is, I, I recommend you develop it because it also gives you some different perspective. I can't wait to hear some of the stories from JR um, of how he takes that world as a sports agent and brings it into his day, whether it was having a difficult conversation uh, in a negotiation, whether his client went through a difficult time, like an injury, or even got cut, right? He can share that story of a, with a professional athlete that he had a conversation with that got cut from a job and maybe talk with a, a high schooler in his, in his uh, school that got cut from the team, right? And if it can happen to a professional, it certainly can happen to a high schooler. So I think it's important that we have those outside passions what is yours? And I challenge you to develop that. I talk too much. I know that. I got a big mouth. I'm sorry. Let's welcome in uh, John uh, Rickard to the program. John, welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Andrew. I really appreciate it. I look forward to spending some time with you and your listeners. I think you left out uh, a key element when you were describing yourself, and that is you are one heck of a speaker and a storyteller. Uh, I had the opportunity to hear you speak and you know, you can really capture an audience and, and really, as you said, get to people's passion of what drives them and what makes them tick, what makes them who they are. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, John and I connected up in Cooperstown and whether it was through the principalship uh, or the sports or whatever it was. But yeah, we shared some stories and uh, it was a beautiful night up there in Cooperstown. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I'll tell you something else that I think you, you were alluding to when it comes to sports and education. And somebody had told me a long time ago that all coaching is teaching and all teaching is coaching. And, you know, I never forgot that. And I, I carried that through my years as a teacher. And I carried that through my years uh, as a principal, too. You know, it, we, we get a great opportunity every single day to work with young kids and help shape young kids and guide them. And, boy, I'll tell you, there, there's no greater responsibility. You talk about what brings out passion. There, there's nothing I could think of that, that brings out passion more than that opportunity. Well, and you're going to have that opportunity if you haven't started already. I know school is just kicking off. What year, uh, principal, are you going into at uh, Niska Unit, John? Well, I tell you, you know, they, they go by quickly. I'm going into my 19th year as the building principal and my 25th year of working in the building. So, you know, every September I treat it like it's New Year's Day. I uh, say Happy New Year to people when they come in and people probably think I'm crazy, which I probably am. Uh, but, hey, you know, it, it, it's exciting. Again, you know, you welcome back. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of excitement. And there's a lot of hope for what's ahead for this school year. You, know, you really want to see the best for your kids. And, you know, when you've been doing it as long as I have and you've been in the community as long as I and I know you've been in your community for quite a while, too. You start to feel like these kids are your family and you want you really want good things you want the best opportunities for your kids and you want to you want to put forth just that that consistent uh, effort each day to bring out the best in everybody. 
So 19 years, John, uh, that's a long time in the same role. How do you continually year after year? Because I can I can feel the passion coming through the computer here uh, and the microphone that you that you're geared up for the year. How do you do that year after year where you've already done it 18 other times? How is it still fresh for you? Well, you know, you talked about it in, in your introduction a little bit. I think you have to take care of your mind. And take care of yourself. You got to take care of your body. You, I, I feel like you have to be in good physical shape uh, to be a good leader, a, a good uh, principal, a leader of kids. Uh, you, you have to know uh, as you get older, you have to work smarter. You know, I used to think, well, if I just work 18 hours a day, I've done a great job. And I've learned over the years that, you know, you have to work smarter, not necessarily harder. And, and you have to know when you've hit uh, your, your point where, you know, you say, okay, I've, you know, I've done what I need to do today and I need to move on. And one of the things that I do every day that I find to be very helpful is when I get up, I make a list. First, I make it mentally. And then some oftentimes I write it down as what I want to accomplish for that given day on the personal side, on the professional side. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got to look back and reflect. OK, I, when I woke up this morning, I said I was going to set out to do this. How did I do? And I think you have to spend a lot of time learning this as I got older and reflecting on, you know, what you've done. Uh, th- there's going to be days where you do, do some great things and you have some successes and those are great. And there's going to be days where, you know, go your way. Experience those too. I mean, I, I think that's one thing in the longevity that I've been in. I've been through the highs and the lows. I've been through the days where, you know, I feel like, wow, I really did some great things today. And I, You know, I think a lot of self-reflecting is really good. Uh, you talked about getting in touch with outside passions. I mean, I, I'm a big fitness guy. I love to work out. I love to run, jump rope, uh, lift weights. Uh, I still stay pretty active. You know, I'm almost 50. I'm knocking on the door of 50, and I can still uh, keep it pretty good in, in the gym. So I, I'm lucky and fortunate that I have my health. Um, I think, you know, the, the sports and the role that I get to play with pro athletes, I've been blessed. Now I've been doing that for 20 years, which not a lot of agents can last 20 years in the business. Not too many do because uh, it's such a competitive and cutthroat business. But I find that working with pro athletes gives me a lot of energy as well. And so I just try to really feed off of and build off of that energy that I get from being around kids, from being around athletes, being around my own family, you know, creates energy. And I learned to try to separate myself from things when I feel like things are sapping my energy. And, you know, that's not always possible because you can't always step out of every situation. But again, just trying to work smarter as I get older, um, it's not always easy. And, you know, you can't avoid things like I always say, there's no other way around this. I have to go through it. I can't avoid it. And, you know, that that approach has also served me very well over the years. John, there's so many things I want to ask you about the sports agent, but you mentioned about your physical fitness and taking care of yourself. Being someone that's as busy as you, you're a, you're a father, uh, you have your wife there helping you at the house, but, you know, you mentioned your children. Um, you know, you have two boys, Timmy and Billy, uh, teenage boys. When do you make that time to exercise? When is your time to get that done? Well, I, I'm 
changed it up a little bit over the years. There's some years where I got my workouts in real early, you know, five in the morning. And uh, now I'm, I'm finding that I enjoy the evening workouts even. So I have a gym in my basement, which I'm able to utilize. And I do use the gym at school uh, as well. You know, you have to try to fit it in when it works best for you. You know, a couple of years ago, I felt like mornings were better. And now more recently, I like the evenings. And then I was able to incorporate my kids into the workouts, which even made it more fun. Of course, my oldest son is now away at school. But even today, he was texting me, Dad, what's the workout for today? So, you know, that that was able to build a nice connection. Um, my younger son, he he enjoys beating me in the 5K race every year. And I know <laughs> you and your father used to do some marathons together. So, you know, my son, he's he always says, all right, he, he comes up with a bet every Thanksgiving for, and of course, he's won the last two. So I kind of, I better get training a little harder here. But, uh, you know, just, just making it fun and, and, and incorporating family into that. Very cool. I dig that. And uh, good for you for incorporating your boys. Get training for that, that uh, next 5K. Uh, John, so curious about so many aspects about being a, a sports agent. Uh, clearly, you have a passion for your role as an educator. Tell me about that passion of being a sports agent and, and how the heck did you start? Yeah, you know, I started actually my roots as a coach. So I was a high school coach and I worked with some kids that were lucky enough to uh, get some opportunities and I helped them with their opportunities at college. And then through that experience, it uh, it opened the door for me to meet a lot of college athletes who were looking to go on. And I think the one thing that you know I, I really has carried me through all these years in, in uh, is my role as a mentor and an advocate for kids and for athletes. So, you know, in, in shaping that role through coaching and then through working in camps and that sort of thing, I got the opportunity to actually guide some some kids. Initially, it was. Uh, long shot opportunities, you know, a, a workout for an arena team or a CFL open workout and that sort of thing. And then I made a connection with a gentleman in Denver uh, who's my, still my partner today, Peter Schaefer, and he helped me uh, to connect. He really, I, I owe him a lot. He taught me the agent game. He taught me the NFL. Uh, he didn't hand it to me. He made me earn it. And he always, I always appreciate the fact that he brought me in on some high level stuff very early in my agent career. So I learned the business side. I already had the mentor side and the coaching side and the athletic side. And then he brought me in and taught me the business side, which that's a whole nother avenue in an arena. I mean, it takes you years to I'm still learning things today, you know, when it comes to business. And there's just there's so many, especially in the agent world, there's so many pitfalls and there's so much competition and people are trying to take your clients and that sort of thing. So I was very lucky that in 2001. I signed an offensive lineman from Memphis who ended up being my first uh, active NFL player. And he went on to start for the Philadelphia Eagles and he started in the Super Bowl uh, against the New England Patriots. So that really opened up my agent career. So now I wasn't just, you know, the mentor or the consultant or the advisor. Now I'm really a full fledged NFL agent at this point. I mean, now I'm at the Super Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida with my dad watching him play against the New England Patriots. And, you know, you talk about memories and things that you'll never forget. And uh, that that's something that's real special to me. Um, and then from there, you know, I just because I did a good job with this young man who, and he was undrafted and guided him into where I did and then eventually guided him to a contract extension. That's what really opened doors for me in my NFL career. And, you know, I got advice from people, Andrew, all along the way saying, ah, you know, you're going to be a great agent. You don't need the education world, 
And I had advice from people in the education world saying, nah, you know, you, you have such a career ahead of you as a high school principal. You don't need the agent world. And I really never, I listened to it, but I never really felt like I had to make a choice. And I really chose to go down both roads in my life. And it was a tremendous uh, sacrifice, not only on me and, and my time and, you know, and, uh, the amount of free time that I have, it was a tremendous sacrifice for my family as well, because, you know, they spent many days and nights without me, uh, constantly at meetings. I was constantly on the road. Um, you know, I was constantly at games. I was constantly at PTO meetings, dances. I mean, you, you know, the life. And so you imagine having, you know, the two demanding careers, which is really what I've had for the last 20 years is two very demanding careers, but two very rewarding careers. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it and I wouldn't do it if I didn't see the value and the balance. It really helped bring balance to me in my life. It, I think, I believe it made me a better leader and a better educator. And I believe it made me a better uh, advocate for my, my players and a better um, mentor for my players. John, you could just hear the passion, you know, certainly over the years as a principal, you learn what it takes to, to do a good job as principal. And you mentioned working well with that one client, you know, that you did a good job. What does doing a good job as a sports agent mean? Like, what does that mean? That you got them the most amount of money, that you talk to them every day, uh, that you got them the trade they wanted. What What does doing a good job as an agent mean uh, for the, you know, the lay person? Well, ironically enough, it's a lot about educating your client uh, about the process they're about to go through. You know, I had a real good handle on the process of, coming out of college and transitioning to the NFL and then the process of signing a pro contract and the process of going through a training camp and then the process of getting ready for your first NFL game and then the process of making a decision when to play with the injury, when not to play with the injury. And really there's no way that you, you can uh, gain this type of knowledge without experience. You have to have the experience to go through it. I mean, I wish there was, you, know, you can't really read about it. I could sit here and describe scenarios to you and, and, you know, give you examples and that sort of thing. But really what makes you a good agent is just the experience and the respect that you earn from the teams over the years. You know, that's another thing. When you start out, uh, I found this kind of funny, you know, well, it wasn't funny at the time, but you can't get anybody on the phone in the NFL, you know, because they don't know you. And they really, it's such a closed rank society that they don't really want to talk. When I say they, I mean the, the general managers and the scouts and people who work for the team. They don't really want to deal with you until you're established. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, it's it's almost like it's an industry. People ask me today, would I recommend somebody to go into it? I, I say not unless you, you're prepared to take a lot of lumps along the way because there's just so many uh, doors that you have to kick open to get there. You know, I mean, I, again, I'm lucky enough to have been doing it 20 years to where I know all the GMs now and have had a relationship with them and done deals with them and, you know, I don't have a hard time if I want to call a GM or a scout and, and tell them about a player that I'm working with because they know me and they've worked with me. So you, you got to have all of that to be good at it. Good for you, man. It's so uh, so interesting. You know, the, that famous movie, Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise, you know, I, I just I thought it was a great movie. Like. Yeah, my wife still says to this day that that's the reason why I got into it. She says I watched it so much that. I say, you know, I don't know. I mean, I definitely did. So maybe it did have an impact on me. But they, how, I mean, is there 1% reality to that? Or is it pretty close? Or is it somewhere in the middle? Like, you know, it's a movie well, and it's Hollywood, but how much reality was in there? Yeah, there definitely is uh, a good degree of, especially the failures that he was going through. And, and you know, 
losing his position and then losing clients. I mean, that's a reality that you deal with. And then, you know, dealing with a team that isn't necessarily excited about giving your player a big contract and they'll think of every reason in the world why your players shouldn't get that contract. So all those parts of it were very real. I mean, there was some glamorization and 